The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. You're listening to Pure Rock Radio. Feed your addiction. This episode is brought to you by the Bleeding Old Blood Club with this important message. The Bleeding Old Blood Club believes life doesn't end at 40. Live life. Take that trip. Learn that skill. Get in the pit. Learn to skate or get back on your skateboard. Shred it up once again. Check us out on Facebook, the Bleeding Old Blood Club. You can teach an old dog new tricks. This is Dan Watson from Hex, and you're listening to Radioactive Metal. Welcome to Radioactive Metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a spellbounding episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 623, and I'm Snow White. And this is Aaron. And dear listeners, dear, dear listeners, you should grab yourself a cup of True Cold Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. Go there, subscribe. When you subscribe, you not only never run out of coffee, it shows up every month, but you also get not one, but two amazing bands, hand-picked, curated by Mr. Coffee Bean Oculta himself. So support these guys. They're fantastic. We actually like you know drink the coffee ourselves here on the show. We like the coffee. A couple years back when we first started working with them, I you know bought the coffee, took it to my buddy who's a coffee kind of sore because I'm not a coffee guy. We've talked about this. I am not a coffee guy. And I tried it. And if I'm going to drink coffee, it's going to be True Cold Coffee because it actually tastes good. I drink it black because as you should. But, you know, if, you know, you can have fun with it, too. We've done fun things. Like, you know, if you want to have, like, a little Canadian death march, put a little maple syrup and some hot sauce in there. That's, that's the Canadian death march. You know, if, if you don't want the death part, you just want the royal Canadian, that's just maple syrup. But 
that's what we got. So support them because they are fine metal people raising fine metal families. And they're just good people. So please support them. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. True cult. I did the grapefruit. There you go. Of course, of course. Definitely need to do the grapefruits. And we want to say hello and happy birthday to Mr. Coffee Bean Oculta, who believe I believe earlier this week, the big thirty-five. Holy jeez. He's really that old? I thought he was really yeah. younger than yeah. me than that. Well, wait a second, how old are oh. you? Oh yeah. I knew he was You're at least really a decade. Old. Yeah. I am really old. I knew he was at least a decade younger than me. And yeah, yeah. So yes, happy birthday, sir, and thank you for all you do, including making this damn fine coffee, which I'm enjoying here in my Pink Floyd the Wall mug and all that. Questionable exactly how metal that is, but you know what? I just, there's just over the years growing up and all that, which metalhead didn't have at least one Pink Floyd album? Me. They didn't? No. Oh. No, but but for for a reason we'll discuss off air because I'm not really ready to make it public. It was a very oh, traumatic okay. thing for me. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. But um, but I finally did get a Pink Floyd album, their last studio album, The Division Bell, and I even saw that concert. Oh, and, right um, on. Which I never ever in my life thought I would. But um, let me tell you, man, you want to talk about a phenomenal show. Yeah, that was absolutely amazing. It was just no a, doubt. an amazing, no. amazing show. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the type of show that even it's like, well, you know, I I like a couple of their songs and all that, but they put on such a great show and this, that, the theatrics and the the lasers and like whatever else that that, that goes into it. Oh, People yeah. are it's just totally It was so great. And it was like on. a stadium show in summer, you know, mm-hmm. like oh dude, it was great. Like, right on. That's, right. It's, that's a moment. Well, before we get on with this exciting episode, once again, uh, got a little bit of some radioactive metal house cleaning. Okay, if you you'll be listening to this, you know, the first time. Okay, it's we're live on Pure Rock Radio on Thursdays, but if you're listening the first time, downloaded. On a podcast, whatever podcast aggravator, it's always available Friday morning. Okay, so chances are, as you're listening to this right now, okay, it might be uh, early, early afternoon. Okay, on the eighteenth of September, if the world hadn't gone to shit right at this moment that you're listening to this. We would be getting ready to leave our hotel in Montreal for the first day of the Quebec Death Fest, as you are listening to this the first time. Wow. Ah, oh. oh, no, hey. So, <laughs> our, our, our former co-host, Rock, like, who um, made a guest appearance last week, check it out, 622, everybody. But um, he was from, like, that area, right? Montreal? Like, I knew he grew up in Sherbrooke. Yeah, which is outside of Montreal. Like, we should see, because, I mean, he's got family up there. We should see if we can stage a, you know, radioactive metal get-together at the at the uh, Montreal Death Fest. Sure. That, well, yeah. I really need to get my butt on getting a passport, though. And if they open the border. Oh, 
you know that's, we'll get that's, across that's, i mean we're metalheads dude like <laughs> come on we're not, we don't seem to be uh getting any uh bands across yeah like bands are you know this this is actually okay as sucks as it is for everything going on and bands aren't touring and you know with 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 all this for local bands this is the golden age Okay, because they're the only bands that are able to take up stage space right now. That's amazing. Just with everything that's that that's going on. So if you're in a local band, okay, and you if you have some venues that are opened right now, okay, which there is in Winnipeg, you know, we've like you know, there's social distancing and I'm gonna get to that a little bit later but you know there's there's social distancing masks are encouraged there's hand sanitizers you walk in and out and all that and it's just it's we're doing it right okay at least the metal scene is the hardcore scene is because this is what's going on you know at at, at bulldogs as well which is another venue that i obviously frequent where they do everything because they don't want as well you know not only is it the right thing thing to do they also don't want to get dinged with any fines or anything like that, which kind of happened to this Normie club earlier the earlier this week. Last Saturday, yeah, yeah, last Saturday I had gone out to uh, my former or, or my co-host uh, Matt's place, my co-host at uh, Wrestling Night in Canada, right? Just to watch some wrestling and hang out with our buddy Jack and just have have a good time. I don't have a car. I bus it. Okay. I got a bus and a skateboard. Well, anyways, I had to transfer downtown on my way home. And it was just oh, just about t- midnight, 1230. It was still kind of early. And I had to transfer across the street from this one normie club. Okay. It was, and it used, it used to be a hillbilly bar. Now it's just like a dance club now. And it's just, uh, it's no place that I would go to. Like it's it's just clubs in general. If there's not if there's not a band playing, you know, chances are you're not going to get me into a club. All right. The I could tell the place was packed, you know, because <laughs> yeah. there was a lineup going out the door and down the sidewalk, just just waiting to get in. And there was no there was no six feet apart. Oh, no geez. one was wearing any masks. That place was packed. And I'm just, I'm just looking at this. I'm like, fuck, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> you know, like, what, what are you kids thinking? Well, obviously you're not. You know, a couple, couple days later, it comes out on the news that this club and another one got hit with some major fines in the thousands for this. And it's like, oh, it was bound to happen. Because well, if you the get... The question is, was it worth it? Yeah, see, that's that's just it. They, did, did they think, well, maybe it would be best, you know, to make a killing that night, lose a percentage of it in the fine, and keep going from there? And, well, is yeah. it going to be worth it if one of your patron dies? You know, is it worth it then, buddy? Obviously not. So, yeah, so good good on the Park Theater, good on, on Bulldogs for everything they do in keeping us safe, and good on the Winnipeg Metal and Hardcore community as well. Let's, you know, the, the, rest, of the rest of the world needs to catch up with us, I think. 
Yeah. 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 Like it's it's interesting. The the whole thing's interesting, right? Because like here we just lifted the mask ordinance in in my local town. But then, mm-hmm. like another local town over, I think they still extended theirs. So, you really have no idea when to wear a mask when you don't need one. And so, I just try to take one with me anywhere I go. Right. You know, because like I don't care. Like I would go out without a mask. I'd hang out with somebody else without a mask. But I don't want to freak out. Like I'm trying to be respectful of other people here, and that that's really what I think it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Is being respectful of others. I'm like. I don't want to wear a mask, you know, and it's fun to watch celebrities be um, split on this. And, and, <laughs> and, and more importantly, like, um, so the, the Olympic volleyball person, um, Carrie Walsh Jennings, it was either her or Misty May. I think it was Carrie Walsh, right? So Carrie Walsh Jennings posted some Twitter thing about, oh, I'm being brave. I'm going to the grocery store without a mask. One, you're a celebrity with how many followers? Why would you do that? You're, you're just trying to stir up a, sh- a shitstorm. Right? Oh, yeah. You're trying to get reactions and, and all that. And the best part is that Paul Stanley, you know, retweets it. And it's like, this isn't being brave, blah, blah. Wear your damn mask, blah, blah. Mm. And I'm thinking, I'm like, it, it's interesting to see that because I'm like, you know, Kiss is a bandit made what they do by just saying, fuck the rules. You know, and so it's it's fun to watch somebody who, you know, their career was built on fuck the rules, uh, criticizing somebody else for saying fuck the rules. <laughs> you know, like I just enjoy the irony there. You know, but he's kind of got a point that this isn't brave. It's yeah. stupid. Yeah, no, and and, yeah. and the thing is, like, it, but I mean, that's you know, like, like think about like all the dumb hillbilly things you see people do when they're drinking. You know. Mm. Like, like all the different memes you see, like, um, you know, I'm just waiting to dial 911 and you see like a guy who, who has like ladders and then like a ladder across the other ladder. And just you, if somebody sneezes, you know, it's going to break. Right. Uh-huh. And it's, it's that kind of stuff. It's just like, you know, there's nothing brave about that. That's just not thinking, you know? And like, I don't know, like I said, I, I don't care. Like if somebody's like, oh, you don't have to wear a mask. Or I don't want to wear a mask. I'm like, that's fine. I don't care. I'll still shake hands. But I'm washing my hands. I still sanitize. And when I go to like public places, I still take my mask. Mm-hmm. I'm very cautious and mostly just to be courteous of other people. You that's know? right. Like, like that's what it really comes down to. I mean, because everyone's like, oh, I'm not going to get it. Well, okay, that's great. But what if you're a carrier? You don't know it. Do you really want to be the reason somebody's grandparent dies? Right. You know, like like exactly. that's what it comes down to. Like that that's the question you got to ask yourself. And and that's that's where. Where we're like, I feel like the people who are pro mask and anti mask, they're asking the right, the the wrong questions, you know. Like because if you pose it as, do you want to be the reason that your uh, somebody else's grandparent dies? You're like, oh, that's not gonna blah blah. I'm like, no, no. Answer the question. Do mm-hmm. you want to be the reason? Because if you're gonna say no, then why aren't you wearing a mask? Right. Right. That's but if you say exactly. yes, then you're a selfish prick and like like let's put the scarlet letter P on your, <laughs> you know, chest and move on. But then right. like for the people that are anti mask, I'm like, what they need to do is start wearing face masks that are so grotesque and outrageous that people want to start banning specific types of masks, and then it becomes a freedom of choice, like like a like, like you know, kind of, kind of, kind of argument. You got, you got to shift the argument. You know, like that's that's how you, that's how you fuck with people. But anyway, 
<laughs> are you sure? Are you sure when you said you got to be courteous of others? Are you sure you're not really Canadian? Uh, that was a like, very Canadian statement. You know what? Part of me is, but like, <laughs> I re- I really, I mean, so you know, like, as, as a lot of us, like, I had my punk rock years and I had my fuck you years, and I will absolutely say fuck you to an establishment, to a to a system, and all that sort of stuff. But like, when it comes down to the fact that somebody else is terrified that their grandparent might die and get this, like, the last mm-hmm. thing you want to be do is is get in their face and tell them how fucking stupid they are uh-huh. right because course, that's just not helping that. anybody right because that is a real fear that's a terror like like that, that that's that's a fear that nobody should have to deal with you know and and we can go on and on about well they're creating fear they're doing this save the argument somebody's always creating fear that's why we've had wars for the last millions of years right oh, definitely like yeah. that that's why this why this shit happens but the point is, if you want to be a human, you empathize with somebody, even if you don't fucking agree with it. Like, definitely, I've I've been pretty vocal. Like, I don't want to wear a mask. I don't want to. But I I'm, I'm not going to be like you're a dumbass. Like, I mean, I might think that at times when I you know like listen to the level of panic. But it's like, no, like I want to be a good human. I need to talk this person off the ledge, get them to calm down. If this makes them comfortable so they don't like have a breakdown or go home and get drunk or something stupid, like that's what we got to do. Now, you want to hear a fun story about um, about a kid who um, wore a mask. Right? Oh, okay. Because, because like like the big thing going around now is like it's the young kids, right? The young kids aren't wearing oh. masks and they're like, no, they're uh-huh. stupid, blah, blah, they're invincible. And um, I have a friend whose son is 19, I think. And Mm-mm. he's back at his second year of college and he's wearing his mask. His girlfriend's wearing her mask. They're doing the thing. And keep in mind, this guy is 6'5", athletically built, and was a hockey goalie. Okay. Like, like that's important to the story, right? <clears throat> because I just, want, I, I just want you to think about the fact that you're going to see a guy who's 6'5", athletic build, strong as a fucking ox, and he's a hockey goalie. Now, you don't know he's a hockey goalie because he's not in his hockey stuff, but just keep that in the back of your mind that he's a hockey goalie, right? Okay. Um, so some kid at college, not wearing a mask, comes up to him and looks looks at him, looks at the girlfriend and says to the girlfriend, I can't believe you'd be with a man that's such a pussy. He's such a sheep. He's wearing a mask. <laughs> so the hockey goalie punches him in the face and says, I'm so glad you're not wearing a mask because now I can watch you bleed. <laughs> Why right? would you say something like that? Exactly. Like, but that's the thing. Is, like, to anyone. Like, who, who does that? Yeah. Who just, uh, and I don't know how big wow. this other kid was, but the thing is, like, you know, you're in the northern parts of, like, middle America there. Um, chances are somebody's fucking playing hockey. Don't fuck with hockey players. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's just a bad oh, yeah. idea. That's like picking a fight <laughs> with a boxer. You know, that's right. It is. It is. You ever seen a basketball fight? It's hilarious. Yeah. By by the by the time one of those basketball players got their big paw up in the air to take a swing at you, a hockey player will punch him in the face six times. Yes. Yeah. You can just and just put him right up. Yeah, they don't fuck around, man. <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. Before we get on with the grunt here, it's a little piece of information. Give a shout out to my buddy Kelly for setting me up with this. 
you would be happy to know that that movie we discussed a couple episodes ago, Ooh, We, we Summon, Summon the, the Darkness. Darkness. Yeah, that was shot here. No. Uh, <laughs> in Winnipeg? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was shot here in Winnipeg. And of course, the highway scenes in the outskirts, you know. No. I didn't know this myself. I'm until disappointed. Just, you should have known that. Like, you should have been like, wait a second, that looks familiar. Yeah, nothing, nothing did, though. Nothing kind of, nothing kind of rang a bell. So, obviously, the scene where they shot, you know, the concert wasn't at, like, a real Winnipeg club or anything because right. would have recognized. But, yeah, I thought maybe you'd uh, find that kind of a callback to a couple episodes ago. The movie was really good. Enjoyed it a lot. And I found um, a horror film podcast that I've recently gotten back into yeah. listening they were talking about it shout out to the bloody good horror guys as well i think well hang on we got we gotta i, I gotta ma- mention something then so okay. going back to that episode where we talked about it and now knowing that it was shot in winnipeg i'm honestly even more disappointed with the concert scene because all they would have had to do if they're in Winnipeg, was ask around, and they could have really because remember my complaint was if they would have shot in Winnipeg, they could have just gotten you and your friends who would have looked as authentic as shit instead of all That's these right. brand new concert t-shirts where it's like ah uh, yeah you know. But now that like it really was shot there, they should have fucking had you guys in it. They should have. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I believe I believe I said I said they 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 should have brought me on as as a creative consultant, not knowing that it was actually shot here. Yeah. So. What the hell, guys? I know. You guys missed an opportunity. <laughs> Next one, he's available. Yeah. That's right. We'll negotiate rates. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And we are definitely available now to um, get on with it. We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Hey, dude, what's going on? All right, man. So speaking of horror, um, I meant to mention this last episode and I forgot, but when Nicholas and I were at the comic shop, I came across an Archie comic that I picked up and I'm really fascinated by Archie comics because they still have like the, you know, the the sugary, sweet family kid comics, Mm. but they've really branched out. Like they do the Archie (laughs) meets Kiss and the Archie meets the Ramones. But, and the Predator and well, Zombie Archie. That's and... just it. I didn't really know about that <laughs> side. And apparently there is a Vampironica Archie. And then there is a Jughead the Hunger Archie. <laughs> Jughead the Hunger is a werewolf. Right? Okay. And I found Jughead the Hunger versus Vampironica. And this is actually like a rated Team Plus violence and mature content. And wow. I started flipping through it. I'm like, oh, this looks great. And so I bought it, and I am purposely not reading it until October 1st. Like, I, I want to enjoy it on, like, in the month of Halloween and just really take that in. But I'm like, Vampironica, how did I not know? So um, Nicholas is really into Sonic the Hedgehog. So we started ordering the Sonic the Hedgehog comics for him down at the shop. So next time we go, I'm going to see if they have, like, the Jughead, the Hunger graphic novel, and then a va- the separate Vampironica, and just check it out. That's awesome. I yeah. Next, next, well, next we're in the comic shop, which should be soon. Yeah. Yeah. And look so for good. that. So mm-hmm. good. So, our episode that dropped yesterday, so episode 622, 
Um, this will tell you just what a screwed up year it's been. Do you realize what day episode 622 dropped on? Yeah, actually it was September 11th. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I like, I, I even remember looking at the calendar trying to figure something out and it didn't hit me. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I, I, I think I'm just so nominated. Like, I haven't even heard that many people talking about it this year. Like normally every year there's tons and tons of stuff. I just feel like everybody's so numb. But yeah, so September 11th, it was 19 years yesterday as we record this. We're recording on September 12th. When you hear this, it'll be about a week ago because you'll probably hear it on the 17th or 18th. Um, but yeah, so it was September 11th and it, it's hard to believe that's almost 20 years away already. It does, yeah. It does. It's, wow. Yeah, I was talking about it with a buddy as well and it's like he 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 was he's a lot young a lot younger than i am so he has a very different memory of it you know like he was in school you know when mm -hmm. that happened and like i was an adult at work and all that yeah you never forget you know where you were yeah you know when you heard yeah it's... i was in my basement working out I just put on the Howard Stern show and I thought he was doing a war of the worlds. Like, cause he's oh, talking wow. about this stuff in this planes. I'm like, okay, Howard, like, I, wow. I think, I think you're, you're overdoing it. And then there's just something about this sound of his voice. I'm like, huh? And so I went upstairs, put on the TV, put on CNN. I'm like, motherfucker, holy shit. So then I went back downstairs, kept working out and listening to Howard. And I gotta say, man, you know, Howard takes a lot of shit from a lot of people, but his coverage of September, of the September 11th stuff was on point. Like you want to talk really? about, dude, like wow. you, you wouldn't expect it from somebody who's like made his career off of dick jokes and strippers. But mm -hmm. when it comes to journalistic integrity in, in a moment, in a, when it mattered and when it really counted, like that team just sprung to life and fixed shit. Like they were just like, okay, here's what we did. Like, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm really impressed. Like I'll, I'll never forget just listening to them cover the show. I'm like, damn, you know? Wow. Well, I never, yeah, I never would have, never would have thought of that. Yeah, because they, they, they film, film, they air out of New York, right? Yeah. 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 And while we're thinking about 9-11, we want to say um, hello and horns up to uh, our good buddy at um, Turn, Turn, Turnbuckle Throwbacks here on the Shining Wizard Network, uh, Mr. Phil Rea. He was a first responder at September 11th. No shit. Hats yeah, off. Yeah, he's a big hero in this household. For sure, for sure. So, hey, brother. How's it going? Um, so, what's going on musically with you? All right, so... Um, my friend Sue, her project D Gregorio is finally coming to life. Like we played the single here, man, was it two years ago or four years ago? I feel mm -hmm. like it's been forever ago <laughs> when we played the first single from House of Gregory and she is releasing it on October 30th. Uh, Radioactive Metal will be hosting the listening party. We're going to do enough. a live podcast that night, October 30th. It's a Friday night. And, um, yeah, I'm kind of excited to do that. So, you know, we're in the planning stages of that. Pre-sales start soon. I don't know exactly when because we are – I feel like it's sometime in September, but I really don't want to pick a date in September. But the one thing I do know is that <clears throat> it will be up on Bandcamp 
And Bandcamp Friday is October 2nd. And so her pre-sale should be up by then. So I want all our listeners, if you're interested in checking it out, check it out on Bandcamp on October 2nd. And uh, if you're so inclined, you know, pick up a copy. Because mm-hmm. that way, all the sales on Bandcamp Friday go directly to the artist, right? So that really mm-hmm. helps everybody mm-hmm. out. Yeah, yeah. And of course, we have lots of friends that are in bands and all that. And every time there's a Bandcamp Friday, they're always on Facebook pushing it. This is the time. This is the time. Thank you very much and all that. So yeah, we can't reiterate it enough. When that, when that, particularly when that day comes, make sure you do the right thing and support. You know your friends' bands, your local band, your your mom's band, whatever. <laughs> Just. Just go and support for sure. And it's just awesome that they do that. You know, that they that that they thought about like, oh man, we're gonna help out the people that, you know, are, are really how they make their money. You know, I mean, they're providing a service. And, you know, because I mean it costs a lot to have all the servers and all that sort of stuff and build the software that people can go and easily interact with and blah blah blah, you know. But to to be like, okay, we're gonna forego our profits for, you know, a single day. I mean and it's not like they they just did it once because they did it the first time like wow that's great, you mm-hmm. know. And then they just kept doing it month after month, picking a Friday, you know. And they're doing it through the end of the year. I'm like that's pretty awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I sent you this email yesterday, and you said that you saw it um, because Necrot made it to that particular uh, album, but Disciple Magazine, uh, also known as Decibel, for you know, the uninitiated that don't remember Corrine. Um, yes. But Decibel Magazine and Record Store Day are partnering up to release um, a bunch of heavy albums. The first heavy comp album is going to drop on 1030. You can pre-order it now from your local record stores. And if you don't have a local record store near you, like let's say like your closest one is like 85 miles away or something like that. Well, then my friends go to monstermusicsc.com and order from monster. Cause I pre-ordered mine last night. I, you know, paid it last night and I'm going to pick it up, um, at the store because again, the very next day, I think it is, is record store day or no, no, is it? Damn it. Do I have that right? Or do I have that wrong? Uh, well, October 30th, October 30th, hang on, am I looking at the right day? No, Record Store Day <laughs> is the week before on the 24th. Oh, okay. But they're releasing right before Halloween. So anyway, I'll be there the week before and the week after. It doesn't matter. It'll be a good time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. So that, so that's what's going on. So check that out, right? It, it looked like a pretty good comp just from when I was, you know, scrolling through. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to be getting my pre-order in as well at, for uh, my local record shop as well. And it is, you know what? It's, I want to say like it's a killer lineup. There is actually some artists on it that, like, you know what? I haven't even heard of until now. And some of and four out of these five artists we've had on the show. Napalm Death, Red Flag, Kira Thungal, Undergang, Drouth, Necrot, Wolf King, Incantation, Plague Years, and Woman is the Earth. And of course, we've had Napalm Death on the show. We've had we've had Kirith. We just had Necrot, and just last week, Incantation. 
was on. But honestly, I don't know who Drouth or Woman is the Earth. I have no idea who that is. And you know what? I'm going to wait. I'm not I'm not going to check it out. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to go on YouTube. I'm not going to check these bands out the first time that I want to hear these bands, you know, is on that record at that moment. I, dude, I am so with you. Because, like, I am, I was looking at everything. I'm like, I know I could look this stuff up, like, but I don't want to know. Because then I believe this release is also vinyl only and limited to, like, a thousand copies. Mm-hmm. Which is why I pre-ordered it. Because I'm like, a thousand copies is going to go pretty quick. Like, there has to be a thousand metalheads that want to pick this up. Oh, you definitely. Know? Especially with Disciple Magazine pushing it. Well, yeah. Right? And that's, yeah. like, I, I really... I love what Record Store Day does and how they support the independent retailer. And, you know, I like, I, I keep thinking about how things are going to shift because of COVID and all that sort of stuff. And it'll be interesting to see, like, what corporations make it, what businesses fail, and then, like, what independent businesses spring up and flourish because of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like the like your good local comic shop, your your good record store, the, the people that are like really focused on the customer and, and you know like like monster and like when I talk about Captain's Comics, you're like, I feel like those guys are gonna you know struggle for a little bit, but they're gonna come out of this really strong, you know. And that's what I'm hoping. Right on, you know, yeah, that's what well, we got to do our part. Yeah. As well, as well. Speaking of Necrot, dude, yeah. the new Mortal album. Okay. Killer record. It's definitely in contention in our Rammy Awards for record of the year. It's killing it on the Billboard charts for a brutal death metal band. Like, this is amazing. That's now, awesome. You, you, you can say whatever you want yeah. about, well, the state of the business, and it really doesn't mean much, and no one's buying anything anyways. But I still think this is kind of cool. When a band like Necrot is um, number two in the top new artist on yeah. Billboard. Dude, I am with you. I think that's phenomenal. It's, 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 it is. It is. Number 30 in the top current albums. Okay, number 13 in the current rock. Okay, that is... That's that that is amazing. Yeah. Okay, because that's like overall, pretty much, or at least in the rock yeah. department. Number four, current hard music. Number 41, Billboard Top Albums. I think that's something right there. It is. Like, I feel like that's a big deal. And, yeah. hang on, I just saw this one. Number 59, Digital Albums. Yeah, yeah, I imagine that's um, like when you purchase it off of iTunes or... Yeah, like all the different places you can buy it digitally. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, for the people that would be like, oh, well, the state of the business, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, it's not just physical product, it's digital product. They're making headway there too, and number twenty-one top albums in Canada. Eh? I just saw that. I just, <laughs> I just glanced. I'm like, oh, that's why we're talking about this. That's great. Of course, top album sales Canada. That's great. Of course, of course. So, congratulations to our boys in network and neck rock. Hell yeah, and boys! Rot and everyone at Tank Crimes as well these are all really good people we know this for a fact so if you do not have a copy of mortal 
please, by all means, go out and get it and grab anything off of Tank Crimes because that whole label, there's nothing, there is no dud on that label at all. Everything is is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So, what else you got? All right. So, I'm, I'm, we're in the home stretch. I ordered a bunch of t shirts and two of them right. came in. One of them is a Rigs of Doom. Have you seen this Instagram channel, Rigs of Doom? No, Rigs of Doom. Yeah, so they basically post extreme metal kind of rigs, right? Like your Doom and Death rigs. And then because of them, I found another Instagram channel called Does It Doom. I'm like, this is just freaking great. Like, how did I not know about this? But I, I knew about the Rigs of Doom. And so they're always just, you know, posting like the, these extreme rigs, like these metal, you know, kind of rigs, right? And they made this awesome shirt that not only says Rigs of Doom, but they have four tubes on it. And the tubes are arranged in the black flag pattern. Oh. So I had to buy that because I'm like, I've, I've got to have the tube flag because it's freaking cool. And mm. then last week I was talking about the... Um, Vic Rattlehead 2020 campaign shirts for Megadeth, right? Mm-hmm. So I broke down and I bought one of those because it's freaking cool and I want to make sure people understand where my political alliance is uh, with a completely fictional character because he'll do a better job than any of the <laughs> real people. Than either of those two, yeah. yeah. And, um, oh, remind me to talk about that too, the freaking campaign ads, jeez. <laughs> but then I remember I was talking that you get a free mask and that's what pushed me over the edge because... This mask is the face of Vic, Vic Rattlehead. It's his mouth. And, oh, um, wow. you know, I will post a picture when the episode um, posts of the mask and also of me wearing it because I'm practicing safe podcasting right now. I'm wearing my mask. But, um, <laughs> I, dude, this mask is, is just is killer. And once this is over, I'm still going to wear the mask out in public to freak people out. Oh, definitely. Because it's definitely. great. Yeah, yeah. Maybe um, when this does blow over, we have a vaccine, what, whatever. Maybe on April first, break out the mask again and just kind of walk around town. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah. Oh god! Watch people. What the hell is? What the hell? What the hell is going on? I'm bringing it back. Damn it. Exactly right. Well, I got this one specifically for the month of October. Like it, it's not going to get put on until October first. And I'm going to make sure I wear it and freak people out. And then I think I want to get my full face mask, like Eddie, like like an Eddie mask or something, you know, just to right really on. just just push the envelope here. But so um, again, we're in the home stretch. Last two things: Have you heard of a movie, a documentary called The Other F Word? No, no. But you got oh about the Punk Fathers. Yes. Okay. No, I haven't seen it. I want to. Well, I went on this rabbit hole like a week or so ago where something made me put on Rancid's and Out Come the Wolves. and Killer record. Dude, such a great record. I mean, just all the playing on it, the songwriting, everything about it is just a great record, right? So I'm just going down that rabbit hill and checking out, you know, other Rancid records. And then so I decided to look them up and I said something about Lars and Matt being in this documentary. I'm like, the other F word? So it's all these punk rock guys that have you know kids and it's hysterical to see these guys now some of them like and i don't know if you watch it but it's on amazon prime so check it out if you can but um dude like some of it looked really really staged art alexakis is in it which you know i he's not necessarily punk but i've always enjoyed everclear but you know he's 
he seemed 100% legit, but the most unstaged, the most legit of any of this, um, to me, was Flea. Mm. Because Flea's in it, you know, and I remember when Claire was born, you know, like he talked about her nonstop. Um, he had her art put on one of his bases. Um, it just, like, like he was just enamored with her, like the, the minute she was born, you know. And so they have him on there and the two of them are sitting playing the piano together. And, and that's the thing is like, I don't think people really understand the caliber of musician Flea is like that guy is just on another plane, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, they're just sitting there and just like, they're, they're playing legit and like, there's no way that they don't do that on a regular basis, but he just looks at the camera, gives him the finger. I'm just like, oh, that's so Flea. And then, you know, they, they cut to Claire and she's talking about, um, you know, her dad, Flea, showing up like in bondage pants and stuff like to pick her up a ballet. And all the girls in class are like, whoa, you see that guy out there? Like, look at his hair. Can you believe those pants? And she looks out. She's like, oh, shit, it's my dad. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. I'm going to have to check this out. Yeah, like yeah. I know of its existence and all that. So, dude. It's killer. Yeah. It's absolutely killer. But then in that movie, there was a song I hadn't heard before, and I'm disappointed, by um, Against Me. Um, it's called, I, um, was it? I, I don't know if it's just Teenage Anarchist or I Was a Teenage Anarchist. But um, I like I hear I Was a Teenage Anarchist, and I think I Was a Teenage Werewolf. You know, mm-hmm. like throwback to those movies. <laughs> but um, that song is it's a killer, killer tune. And so then I start going down the... Um, the against me rabbit hole. And then I started thinking about Laura Jane and you know what she's been going through. Right. Because like she's a transgender woman mm-hmm. and I'm, I, I'm really interested to know how that's going to affect her voice because her voice in on teenage anarchist, I believe was, was before she started going through the process or whatever. And, and you know, like I'm all, it's all speculation. I don't know all that much about it. And, um, but like, it's just a very strong voice. I'm like, is it going to have the same timbre? Like, how's that going to change like stuff going forward? So I don't know. I like, like, you know, while other people are freaked out, like, oh, I can't believe it. You know, she was a man. Now she's a woman. And I'm just like, well, yeah, what's it going to do to her voice? Like, that's what I'm concerned about. Like, mm-hmm, yeah. I don't care what's between her legs. Yeah. Really. It's like, she's a killer singer. That's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm going to know. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so anyway, but that, that, that is the end. Yeah, that, that's the end of, of my metal fix. It's been a journey this week. Right on, right on, right on. Uh, myself, uh, as you may recall, a couple episodes ago, we spoke to Winnipeg death metalers Votov. Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah, their latest record, IXXI, dropped from uh, CDN Records, and their record release party was last night. Nice. I made it home in one piece, though. I'm oh, alive. I'm alive and well. The, the show is absolutely kick-ass. You know, it was, of course, head, headlined by Votov and our buddies in Inhumed supported, as well as longtime Winnipeg punkers Mung played as well. The place was packed, okay? But going back to what I was saying about you know, how the Winnipeg metal scene is doing things. Seated show, everyone stayed seated. 
the table the the uh, tables six feet apart, distanced, and everything. Winnipeg metal scene did it right, and we did it. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, congratulations to our boys. Make sure you go back um, and a couple episodes again six six twenty one and check out our interview with Votov as I made my way down into the murky depths of their uh, jam space had an amazing chat about all of that. Speaking about documentaries, dude. Okay. Well, hang on. Pause for just a second. I want to give you incentive to make sure that you always come home from these things, you know, um, (laughs) safely because like, let's say that, you know, God forbid something happens and maybe you end up incapacitated in the hospital or something and you wouldn't be able to do the show. I will do this show myself and I will do both parts i will be okay. you and i will be me okay. <laughs> just, i would be curious as to how that sounds I, well it's i mean the, the gonna... if you think my my canada my canada my canadian jokes are um are you know like like like, like rough now you, you just wait till the day you can't do this show because you do something stupid like end up in the hospital from a night out <laughs> okay yeah i want to hear that but I'm, i don't want to step out in front of a truck well, in order to maybe, maybe we'll do it for april fool's day one of these years there we go there we go that's that's that that sounds like a plan showtime and i was watching it on the uh crave uh stream this the crave streaming service yeah showtime produced a really really wicked documentary simply called the go-go's dude i was, i i didn't watch it but i saw it i like and i i'm damn it i actually canceled showtime like just the other day but um i meant to watch that so is it good oh it's absolutely fantastic both myself and mrs mrs snowy both go-go's fans when we were kids and i still am you know they're God bless the Go Go's record. Oh, oh, that's almost twenty years years ago now. I think I think I was the only one that bought that album and really, really cared about the new Go Go's material. But it dives in deep. It yeah. starts off, you know, when they were, you know, basically unknowns first coming together in the LA punk scene, and then you know the band the band changes, and then they get into the drugs and signing on to labels and skyrocketing you know, to the top and then soon, you know, eventually, you know, shit happens and for, you know, there is no more Go-Go's. And of course, Belinda Carlisle went on with her own solo, solo career and all that. Well, apparently the Go-Go's now are back. They're recording new material. And I didn't even, I didn't know this, you know, until seeing this documentary, but they have a new wicked song called Club Zero, as in, you know, zero fucks given, basically. They even say that as a line in this song. And it's it's ex- kind of exactly what you would think the Go-Go's would sound like. And this sounds stupid, but really it's not. It's exactly what you'd think the Go-Go's would sound like in 2020. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's, it's actually fantastic stuff. If you were a Go-Go's fan back then, you're definitely going to want to see this documentary and it's not just the girls sharing their story but they had um as well miles copeland from irs records and of course his brother Stuart gave his his what he saw as a member of the police 
seeing the Go-Go surpass them on Billboard while they were supporting the police. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no rock star bullshit. No, you're fired. Get this band off the, you know, off off the bill. And 30 years later, 40 years later, he doesn't want to talk about it. No, he put them over big time. That's awesome. And all that. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a fantastic little watch, even if you're not, even if you're kind of like, well, yeah, I kind of I remember them. It's a great story. And you're going to want to... Um, to check out the song they did a lyric video for it as well as you know bands are doing the the whole covid videos where they're jamming the song together each in their own house and and all that so yeah club zero it's called it's a, it's it's a really cool song and i'm kind of like thinking well do we want to play this on the show and all that it's a really good song but you know what we'll we'll play it when universal gets Belinda Carlisle or Jane Weedlin on the horn with us, then then we'll play it. How does that sound? I'm I'm all for it because then we'd have the beat. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right for sure. For sure. And finally let's get on with some tunage here. A couple cool records across my desk. You'll recall uh, earlier this year Messiah reunited dropped a new EP in anticipation of their returning a full lengther called fragment that was available that's fra- that's available now courtesy of the good folks over at high roller here's a band you know comeback of the year definitely going to be considering them and as well spellbook okay they're new well it's it's not the band's debut record but it's their debut record with their new name they were formerly known as witch hazel and they have that wicked uh 70s influence sound you know that you 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 could tell they have lots of sabbath they have lots of pentagram they have you know that 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 definite 70s sound their their debut slash new record Magic and mischief, good stuff, good stuff. I was cranking that this week. So let's get in to some of this awesome music. Let's let's drop um the what I guess is the first single from that new Messiah record from Fragment. This is Mort Aladente.
That was that new slash debut, whatever you want to call it, from a spell book that is Wands to the Sky. That's, um, shit, no, that hasn't, hasn't dropped just yet. Got to wait for a couple weeks for that, but it looks like uh, we're kind of getting in on the ground floor with that. So check it out. That's, you know, that's actually a really good choice, you know, for to grab during a record store day because it's got that, you know, vinyl. You think classic. You think old, for the lack of a better word, and all that. And they've got the kind of sound, you know, that just, that it, it fits with vinyl because it harkens you back, you know, to the 70s when vinyl ruled the world. I remember, dude, there was a time, okay, in the heavy music scene when the Bay Area ruled metal. Really you remember did. those days. Oh, yeah. Yes. Our, our, you know, that's where Metallica started, you know, and right right behind them, God, there's Testament, Exodus, Violence. They're coming back this year, you know, Forbidden, you know, on the heavier side, Autopsy would come by a little later on. And, of course, the Dead Kennedys and the punk scene as well called the Bay Area home. And a lot of these bands, you know, are no stranger to radioactive metal, having having had a number of them on over the years. Um, so it's always exciting when we get someone from that scene. Now, the name Hex might not necessarily roll off the top, the tip of the brain, like an Exodus did, like like a Testament does, and all that. But they were definitely in the thick of things back then. We had the good fortune of getting Axeman and really like the main man, the the big cheese, the head honcho that put together the band right from the get-go, Mr. Dan Watson. We got him on the horn. Their new album, Entangled in Sin, recently dropped once again from our good buddies at High Roller Records. And it's just like an artist like this, okay, um, it's got something to say. You know, there's a lot of history in the band and definitely was eager to share all that he knows new and of the more classic variety. To get us there, to talk about all things Hex, let's uh, let's drop a track from Entangled in Sin. Now, they would probably want us to play one of the singles and all that, but we're going to be a little selfish here and drop uh, my favorite track off of this record. This is our chat with uh, Mr. Dan Watson from Hex, from Entangled in Sin. This is Wise to the Ways of the World.
first and foremost, I guess we should get into actually um, more importantly every with every interview I've been doing lately with everything that's going on in the world I always ask how are you doing health wise how are you are you in the safe zone are you feeling well how are you doing oh well I've gone through a bit of a transformation this year um, I had to I've been drinking my whole life I started playing in bars when I was 16 and they used to pay us in alcohol so <laughs> I started drinking early and uh, I got really good at it you know over the years and uh, last year, my you know, I was having some health issues, and my doctor told me, you know, I, I'm not going to make it to see my next birthday if I don't stop drinking. Oh wow! And uh, so I, you know, reluctantly did. So I had, uh, this the end of this month will be a year that I haven't had any alcohol. So I'm feeling pretty good for that. I also had to uh, adjust my diet. Uh, my body doesn't digest regular food anymore i pretty much have to eat a uh, plant-based diet uh, i do a lot of organic juicing now and that has really made a big difference in my health um i was on all kinds of pills and medications from my doctors for blood high blood pressure and diabetes and through um without even exercising really i mean I exercise a little bit but it's mainly just change of diet i was able to get off all my medications got my blood pressure under control and my blood sugar is 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 almost where I want it, not quite, but it's getting there. So, you know, and I've been fortunate enough to avoid getting this COVID thing, and you know, my my wife and family, you know, we're not we're not sick and everything. So, been very been very fortunate, and you know, I'm uh, going to be 59 here I'm on December, so I'm not getting any younger. So I'm really paying more attention to my health because, uh, well, first of all, I I never expected to live this long in the first place, so I'm kind of at loss. What am I going to do? You know, so I'm I'm realizing I'm going to have to make this body last, and now I kind of want to live. You know, I want to around. You know, and I'm finally I'm, I'm I'm a slow learner. You know, I'm a I'm a late bloomer. So now I'm finally getting a, getting the hang of things, and my body's falling apart. <laughs> so I'm trying to correct that. Right on, right on. Well, we want you to be around for many many years and creating some awesome tunes like you did with what's going to be available september 25th courtesy of high roller records entangled in sin new record you must be you must be stoked i am it's you know it's been kind of a long time coming we it took us a year to record the album the the, the project was plagued with problems and tragedies and we finally got through the damn thing and then before we could release it the damn worldwide pandemic breaks out so you know <laughs> just mm -hmm. things, you know i didn't didn't see that one coming right so uh <clears throat> you know we're, we're we're very fortunate that we were able to have this release right now and uh i'm i'm actually really proud of this one i i have you know i have good feelings about it whether or not it's going to connect with you know the metal audience or not it will remain to be seen but i like it so it's, if I don't like it, I don't want to put it out. So right. <laughs> right, right. Well, I have been spinning it here in the offices and all that. I'm really digging it. Really digging it. And of course, we'll uh, we'll drop a track with uh, with this interview, and we'll get it out to as many people as we can. Um, Hex reformed in 2013 after quite a lengthy layoff. Um, 
What was the whys and wherefores behind that idea? The reformation? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it actually, you can blame my wife for that because uh, she talked me into, uh, from relentlessly pursuing me to get on Facebook. Ah. And, uh, the, it's like the next day after I got on Facebook, I'm contacted by uh, Laurent Ramadier from France, you know, who runs a Snake Dead magazine. And he tells me, oh, you know, there's a guy in uh, Germany that will pay for you guys to come out if you want to reform and play a big festival, you know. That was the Kid Festival, you know, Keep It True Festival. Right. And uh, so I reformed the band. Oh, and the other thing was they, they didn't want the speed metal version, you know, the Morbid Reality, Quest for Sanity, Watery Graves Ear. They wanted the power metal version from, like, the first two albums. Okay. Which was a relief to me because I didn't think I could play that that, that music anymore. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so, as, okay, so we gave it a shot, man, and um, you know, we, it's we've been back together ever since. Right on, right on, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if everyone who like, there's going to be a lot of listeners that might be hearing you of the for the for the first time, but you actually kind of have a storied history going back to the Bay Area, I believe. You go back with um, like you have releases recording recorded at at Ruthie's Inn so you have that that passed in amongst the Bay Area I, I believe oh yeah we were we were here ground zero and the whole metal thing broke broke man I mean I, I went to school I was in junior high school with Kirk Hammett you know so we all we came from the same area you know I was, I'm good friends with Kirk and John Marshall from Metal Church and uh and you know and all the guys from Exodus and we all we all kind of came up in the same area so well, we're you know we've been around since the the beginning, you know. Right on, right on. Do you do you get? And I won't pick your brain about anything in particular, but do you get a lot of requests, maybe from younger fans, saying, "Man, what was it like back then? Like you knew Exodus, you knew you knew Metallica, and all that. Like, man, you must have all these stories and all that." Do you end up being, you know, the old man in in front of the fireplace? Gather round, children. I'm going to tell you a story. Is <laughs> is that Mr. Watson? Well, uh, sometimes when the opportunity, you know, presents itself. <laughs> I, but yeah, it comes with it, with being that old and being around that long, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe one of these times, what we should do is just you and I sit down. We'll press record, and we'll get we'll get some of those stories out of you. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> you know, that's yeah, yeah, because I basically grew up like I'm 50 years old now. So I grew up with the Bay Area through Metal Forces magazine and then Metal Maniacs uh, and all that. I've never actually was able to live it. Um, do you get out much in the scene today? No, not really. Um the band itself is all spread out, you know, through uh, the, the state. Um, our drummer and bass player li uh, live up in Tahoe, so they're a couple hundred miles away. The, uh, our, our vocalist lives uh, uh, up way up north, you know, about a two, three-hour drive, you know. So, and our uh, Bobby, our, our other guitarist from, uh, you know, Broke Home, he, he lives in South San Francisco somewhere. So, it's we're spread out everywhere, and... You know, I'm I'm old, man. I, I I can't see very good anymore to drive, so I you know I don't I, I don't like to go to driving in San Francisco, and I, somebody would have to show for me there to a show or something, you know. 
But right now there's no shows anyways. Right. Even when there was a scene, I, I'm more of a homebody and a recluse and an introvert, so I don't I, I don't get out very much. <laughs> <laughs> and does does the missus want you? Does she like having you around so much? Because I know every once in a while I start driving my wife up the wall and she's like, don't you have a show to go to? Don't you have to interview someone like... <laughs> no, actually, she, she she likes it when I'm when I'm home with her. So <laughs> there's usually not too much, you know, argument if I have to go anywhere. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Okay, you mentioned some of your uh, back your your previous albums and what you wouldn't want to do and all that. And when you go over your discography, there's you've been on some rather interesting labels. You know, yeah. that either have a unique un- unique story behind them or they've kind of evolved into something completely different. 1986, Hex signed on with Roadrunner for Under the Spell. Mm-hmm. That was a very different Roadrunner than we have today, yeah. <laughs> to, mm-hmm. say, to say the least. Are you yeah. surprised to see where they are in 2020? No, you know things change. The labels, personnel changes. You know it, it's it's just, it's part of the landscape. You know, so it nothing surprises me in this business anymore. Right, right. It's just they were they were all thrash and death and all that in the late '80s and then in, into the '90s. And now I think I think Nickelback is still on the label. Oh, really? Or, or oh. whatnot? Yeah, yeah. Like a lot, a lot has changed. A lot has changed yeah. there, and they've definitely been the butt of a lot of jokes, for sure. For yeah. sure, yeah. And I, know, I, sorry, I was going to say, you know, record labels like any other business, you know, they have to stay in business, or they have to do whatever they think they have to do to stay in business. You know, mm-hmm. so it may not be palatable to everyone else, but you know, like I said, people change, presidents change, so right. it's it's not surprising. Right, right. I love the label that you guys are on, High Roller. We've been doing a lot of work with them, and I like I like how they do things and the artists that they bring on, especially an old schooler like me. I really appreciate it. I think Hex is a good fit with them. Yeah, yeah. We're very fortunate, to, you know, to be on that label, and you know, so we we want to do everything we can to, you know, support the release and, uh, you know prove our worthiness to them you know right, right, right. i think you paid your dues <laughs> I, think, I think we're kind of at the point where we we should be coming to you for sure for sure i don't know um, i don't think there's there doesn't seem to be an end to the dues paying process for hex <laughs> i guess not i guess not with and then oh sorry another release that you put out was 1990s watery graves on the wild rags records Mm -hmm. now that is kind of a controversial label with how they all went about doing things and every band that ever dealt with them seems to have like kind of like like a horror story what was your experience like with wild rags well you know wild rags was richard c's uh you know, baby, and he he had a um, like a clothing shop, clothing and record store, like a rock and roll clothing store. You know, where they'd, you could get rock T-shirts and metal accoutrements and buy records and stuff there. And uh, he kind of started that label from out of there. And you know, it, it if it wasn't for him, to be honest, I mean, we didn't really have any bad things with him. He actually helped us when we were down and out. He he came across and 
released Quest for Sanity for us here in the States when we couldn't get anybody to take it. And then he, it was his idea to make the single of Watery Graves to keep, you know, keep things going in the press and keep people talking about us. And that kind of kept us afloat until we uh, um, decided to record, finance and record our own record, which was Morbid Reality. And then we finally got that pitched and got picked up by Century Media. But without Richard C., we probably wouldn't have survived that period, you know? Because we wouldn't have had to release Quest for Sanity in the States. Uh, Music for Nations, and under, under the Under One Flag label, released, in, released, released it in Europe. And then, you know, but there's no U.S. label. So uh, we were, you know, he did, he did us right as far as, I'm, as far as I'm concerned. You know, I don't have any complaints. Excellent, excellent. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. I'd never met him. I never really had any dealings with him. But it's just I've heard so many horror stories. And you can only take stories, you know, with a grain of salt if you don't know for sure. And, like, I'm really, I'm really glad to hear that. That's yeah he was a businessman and uh you know he was looking out for you know the bottom line and everything as you know businessmen do so you know but uh he was actually pretty cool to us and pretty funny you know we we hung out with him and stuff and uh you know he 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 could be a little tight you know but you know all labels are like you gotta watch you gotta watch your pennies you know so that's that's kind of how he was oh for sure for sure if you could go back or at least send yourself like a mystical magical email to your young 16 year old self first starting out in the bay area and all that what would you tell yourself what kind of advice would you give yourself wow that's a really good question i've never been asked that before uh, i like i like to test our my my subjects <laughs> well, that's interesting <laughs> wow uh jeez I don't know. I think I think I would tell myself to stay away from alcohol. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> if I if I if I could steer myself away from that, I'd say would have saved myself a lot of trouble. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I think metalheads though and punk rockers like we get a bad rap for oh you're all a bunch of druggies and uh, and alkies and all that and it's like you know what I don't I see that in every other sort of lifestyle and. You know, like there's there's good and bad. People people will have their problems, and you you have to overcome them. So, I want to say um, horns up to you for a year. That's absolutely fantastic, and keep up the good work. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, it's been a good thing. You know, I, the way I look at it is, uh, you know, I've, I've lived a long time, and I had a lot of fun, and I drank a river of bourbon and an ocean of beer. So I've I'm, I've had enough. I can stop now. <laughs> excellent, excellent, excellent. And I know you're a busy guy doing lots of press, but I'm just going to quickly throw this out here. As I was compiling this interview, um, I happened to stumble upon another hex with two X's. Really? And they had released a split with the band Shit Grinder. And I thought, nope, that's not Dan. No, I don't think, I don't think uh, that's you. No. Uh, I, I never heard of that. <laughs> yeah, they're just some brutal grind grindcore band and all that. I don't know. I imagine they're pretty good or whatever. But it's like, hmm. Yeah, I don't think that's who I'm talking about here. So, yeah. Well. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> that's not us <laughs> no no and and finally there's really with everything that's going on is there anything you can share you know what's going to be happening with the band in the next 365 days i don't know that's a big question mark snowy because um you know I, i'm hoping maybe we can make a video or two or something you know because it doesn't look like we're going to be able to play any festivals or do any touring or even any local shows at this point. So we had some local shows booked and they all got canceled, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know, man. That's, we'll have to see.
If you're not tuned in to The Shining Wizards, listen to what some of our fans have to say about the show. Hey guys, it's the Stallion. And when I'm contemplating suicide, I throw on The Shining Wizards because nothing makes me feel better than knowing I'm not one of these four grown adults virgin fucking marks discussing a fake wrestling product. Tune in live every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. East, rantemradio.com. It's The Shining Wizards where it's wrestling talk and talk about wrestling.
Available now from Hex label mates, high 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 roller records. That is a toxic death. The title track from their latest album, Sepultural Demons. And of course, that that toxic death, as you heard, good good throwback, good old school stuff from way back when. Of course, that's the stuff that High Roller really digs. And before that, we're gonna we stuck around a little more in the Bay Area. I'm sure some of uh, Mr. Watson's buddies were Laz Rocket. That's the title track from their debut album, Cities Gonna Burn. I also noticed, dude, okay, um, okay, we have Hex this week. Last week we had Incantation on. What are we gonna do next week? We're gonna have to, I don't know, we're, we might have to get Spellbook on next That's week or skeleton something. Skeleton Witch, maybe? Yeah, <laughs> something we're gonna have to, you know, you know, and we got Halloween coming up. I know as well as well, and I've got um some uh, horror, all things horror, kind of going through my brain to uh, for us to help celebrate the season, and of course, I want to take a couple minutes before we get into our indie spotlight this week. I want to. Give all of our listeners a reminder that um, with the month of October, da, 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 comes your cool Uncle Snowy's 31 Horror Film Challenge. I was thinking for that, that um, you need to rewatch with some in the darkness because it just feels very appropriate for Halloween. I think so. I think I'm going to. Definitely, definitely. Especially now that I know <laughs> right. that, that that it was shot here and all that. So, yeah, basically what I'm getting at, if you're a new listener because, you know, you love your Bay Area, perhaps you came on board last week with Incantation and all that, what the 30, 30 horror movie challenge is, is where it's, it is exactly what it sounds like. And throughout the month of October leading up to Halloween, I like to take the challenge of watching 31 horror films and all that. And you might think, oh, that's easy. I like horror movies. I can watch that. I can do this. I can do that. It can be tougher than you think, you know, because if you have a life, okay, like you, you, you have a job, you have a, a marriage you have two fantastic kids. It's 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 tough. You're you're busier than I am. So, like, do you think you would be able to pull this off? Well, so I don't think it's just the time commitment. Do you remember the year John Caddick of Iron City Rocks decided to participate? Oh, I was sorry, John. Like, no, no. Like we had the um, we, we we had like the cast iron ring thing going for a while. Oh, okay. And, yeah. A, a few other that. people tried to throw their hat in the ring and watch them. And John, by the end of the month, he's like, holy crap, that was a lot of horror to watch. <laughs> so, like, I, I, you know, it's like there's a difference between being the occasional, oh, yeah, I like a horror film. And somebody like you is like, um, oh, do I have to watch something that's not horror? You know what I mean? Like, like there's uh -huh. a different mindset there. And I think for somebody who's the occasional horror fan. Cause I, I feel like for me, like 10 days in, I'm going to be like, Oh my God, put on the Hallmark channel. 
like deprogram <laughs> me what's going on here you know all right um but like you it's just like well fuck it's tuesday you know <laughs> like, <laughs> it's tuesday well well blood massacre high it is exactly right <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Which, which the other night I was I watched Sorority Roar, Sorority Row Massacre, just just for shits and giggles, and, and, and all that. So yeah, you're not too far off when you make that statement. I know, like that's, oh, yeah. that's the thing. So, I you know I I challenge any listener to join you in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, if I'm going to do it, like I'm going to have to have some campy Halloween films in there. You know, like, like, I mean, I could probably watch, I, I bet you I could do like 10 werewolf films. Like oh, I, could, I could watch like all the howling movies, all the underworld movies, the Wolfman films, all right. like, like it's standing still. Cause like, I love that kind of stuff. Okay. You want a werewolf movie? Yeah. A really excellent one shot up here in Canada. A really cool Canadian werewolf movie called Ginger Snaps. Write like it. Write it down. Somewhere. Yeah, hang on. Let me put it. This me this will be your new favorite werewolf movie. All right. It will be. It's it's absolutely amazing. As a matter of fact, and this is just goes to show how my daughters. Okay, we, we we went to the same high school. Okay, she's an alum from my from my high school. We went to Sisler High School. The Spartans, you know, was our football team and our mascot name and all that. So okay. both. Both little Snowy and myself were both Spartans, and so is Mrs. Snowy, and my brother and his wife and all that. It's kind of a family tradition. Okay. By the time little Snowy got to high school, okay, it, this school must have got a hell of a lot more interesting because we weren't reading Frankenstein, wow. you know, like in English class, but she was. That's awesome. Okay, like this, 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 we, we were doing like Catcher in the Rye and yeah. of Mice and Men, all good books, not what a teenage metalhead guy like me wants to be reading. She brings home Frankenstein. Oh, look what we're reading in school, Dad. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where was that? Where, where was that? Yeah. She ended up in one of her classes studying the movie ginger snaps no yeah yeah i think it was a gender studies class or really? something oh that's yeah, even more I, fascinating this gender was, studies okay yeah no no she did gender studies in in um in university but yeah still. she's still like she studied ginger snaps in high school like come on <laughs> like where was when did this school i ah! <laughs> you know yeah, it was nowhere the school I, I made the school cool i have to admit that well you did okay, that's probably why they have just... frankenstein <laughs> I, yeah yeah I, I think i might i might i might have cut the first cloth because i remember going to yeah and i guess this is a good time to be talking about this because amazingly enough the schools have been reopened here we're oh, still we're nice. still in er, early September, and already a case of the COVID had already come out in a Winnipeg high school, and all that. So it's it's going to get kind of ugly. But yeah, during my high school stay, like let's put it this way, our um, my art teacher yeah. had to keep ordering a lot of red paint <laughs> for all for all of my. <laughs> for all of my projects that's amazing oh yeah 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 and i've i've got like 800 million cool music related 
high school stories. That maybe sits with the opening of high school and all that. Maybe that we can. I don't know. Is there something you'd want to share next week? Some high for some high school stories. Oh, I'm sure once we get talking, I'll think of something. Oh, okay, good, good. So maybe that will be our discussion um, next week. Right now, though, I'm eager to introduce everyone to tonight's indie spotlight. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this indie spotlight. Yes, metal. There is a North Dakota. Oh my god. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> you you wouldn't know it because when you think metal out of America, obviously you think New York, you think LA, you think Chicago, you think Florida. Yeah. Um, North Dakota not so much. Hopefully though that tide will turn once Gorgatron kind of gets their name out there and puts a North Dakota on the map. This band actually first came to my attention, I want to say last year's Manitoba Metal Fest. Well, all they had to do, like North Dakota is just south of us. Yeah. It's it's just, it's just a couple hour drive, if that, to the border. So, um, yeah, Mr. Corey Thomas was grace enough to invite one of our friendly neighbors from the U.S. of A. to come up and play the Manitoba Metal Fest, where they put on a killer set from their Pathogenic Automation release. Um, really, really good, really good stuff. Digging the death. Let's go with um, Imposter Syndrome from Gorgatron. Only your deception Is there no answer? 
www.facebook.com slash Gorgatron Band, or maybe just go to gorgatronband.com. And speaking of band, you know, when you get a chance, go on to, um, well, I, I, no reason to think that they wouldn't be on Bandcamp. There's your band. Yeah. Come free Bandcamp Day and all that. There is your band to go and check that out. And doesn't that name. It, Gorgatron, like that, that screams a Transformer name. Well, it's half Transformer, half Kaiju to me. Yeah, like, actually, you're right. Yeah. I, I love it. Like, I am just absolutely enamored with that name. Like, I'm like, Gorgatron. I'm like, I love this. Like, you're I need right. to check him out just based on the name. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you remember the Shogun Warriors? Oh, help me. They, they were the giant robots. That, oh, my goodness, yes. And, yeah. Um, missile firing hands. I had one. And, I had a toy. <laughs> yeah. 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 And they had a Godzilla yeah. as part of, and for some reason, Godzilla's hand would go flying off. I have that Godzilla. Like, like, I still I, have yeah, it with the I hand. Still, oh, I lost the hand, but I still have the actual Godzilla. It's up right beside me up, up in the closet. I'm always going, I'm going to keep it. When I go, you know, it's going to, you know, Mrs. Snowy will still have, and then I'll get passed down to Little Snowy, and if she has kids and all that, yeah, yeah, Little Big G there is going to be in the in the in the yeah. family forever. Well, I always thought, yeah, like Gorgatron, that's definitely oh, yeah. a Shogun Warrior name. Absolutely, absolutely, or or like a villain <laughs> on Ultraman or something, right? That's right. But um, not only do I have the Shogun Godzilla and a Shogun Warrior, I also have Rodan. Oh, nice. Ro- and like, yeah, Nicholas is really excited because um, he's really gotten into Rodan. It's it's so funny. Like, I didn't even try to push him that direction. Like, Rodan's been always been, like, one of my favorites. And he's like, Dad, Rodan's so cool. I'm like, like it's just genetic, right? <laughs> and um, I was telling him that I have one. He's like, Dad, i got to see you next time we go to Grandma and Granddad's. I'm like, hey, we will. We'll dig it out, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, all this nerd talk. Okay, because there is a Nicholas and a little snowy... Okay, everyone, we have kissed a girl. We have had sex. You know, it's well, that's not... how we got these kids. You know, <laughs> that's, that's like, right. they're not mail order. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's that's right. Sometimes when we mark out on Wrestling Night in Canada, I kind of have to remind ourselves. Yeah, no, we we're not we're not total not total total nerds. But here's um... the deal, though. Like I I have found, at least it's been my experience, that typically. When somebody starts to really rail on me about nerd and blah, 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 and, oh, you know, I'm pulling your man card, they are typically either A, a virgin, or B, have only been with one woman. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just like, oh, because there's, it was my buddy's um, bachelor party. This guy was just all over me, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And I finally looked at him like, other than your wife, have you slept with any other women? And he just shut up. And somebody else looks at me and goes, good call. You know, and that changed the tone of the night. Because <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I was just like over his shit. You know, like he was just, I couldn't even tell you what he was riding me about. But I'm just like, no, like, like okay, let's let's go there. You know? <laughs> why Why would you want to do that? You're at a bachelor party. You're supposed to be having fun. Yeah. Like, like, what what oh, kind of asshead does shit like dude, that? I don't know, Come on. man. I don't know. Like, there's another guy that was giving me shit for, and have you, like, 
you were talking about horror movies, but not necessarily a horror movie, but still because of the things that go on, I would think this movie being up in your alley. But have you ever seen Fry Green Tomatoes? No. Okay, so Fry Green Tomatoes, fantastic film. And if you're like, oh, but it's a chick flick, because that's what everyone likes to say. I'm like, and, and you know, can this one guy at work is, oh, we're going to pull your man card. That's a chick flick. I'm like, dude, they kill her husband and serve him to the customers at their restaurant. <laughs> like, uh-huh. knock it off. And then I'm like, if you're going to sit here and tell me that you don't watch chick flicks, have you ever been late? <laughs> you know? Yeah, some, like, sometimes, yeah. Like, fortunately, they've never really been a thing for, for Mrs. Snowy, but girls like those films. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes and I mean, like, you, know, you gotta, yeah, yeah. Sometimes but, you gotta. It's 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 give and take. Yeah, and dude, Fried Green Tomatoes is really a great movie. Like, it, there's there's a lot of good themes going on there, and it's just like, oh yeah. But it, when they when they kill this guy, and I mean, it's not like they purposely set out to murder him, but mm. then they're like, what do we do with the body? I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah. Try to find the the chick flicks if if you're like uh, whatever you know if try to find like they come in different ideas like like you're saying with that yeah. the princess bride oh great one that yeah. is a total chick flick yeah but, it, but great you know as you wish Snowy as you yeah wish. it's it's awesome in so many other ways and and, and another one called death becomes her <gasps> yes like, yeah total total chick flick but wow. Absolutely amazing! I might have to watch Death Becomes Her as part of my uh, of my horror film. I think I think that kind of that's some fantastic work by Bruce Willis in that one. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, To get us on out of there, unfortunately, out of here. Unfortunately, the clock on the wall tells us it's that time. I do, in honor of the success of Necrot and the good folks at Tank Crimes. I'm going to drop a track, which I believe was the first Tank Crimes record I ever picked up when they put um when they put Iron Reagan's two, 2012 demo on to vinyl. Let's go with the track Eat Shit and Live. That's always been one of my favorite tracks from them how can uh, people get a hold of us well snowy they can go to radioactivemetal.org for all of the episodes that we have you can go back through the catalog peruse enjoy you can contact us on the interwebernets anytime by dropping us a line at radmetal666 at gmail.com check us out twitter and instagram at radmetal666 Facebook.com slash RadMetal, where you can see the event we have for the D. Gregorio listening party coming up on 1030. Um, you can also check us out, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And because of the Shining Wizards, not only are we in places like iTunes that we've already been on for years, but Shining Wizards Network has made us a part of their family and we're on Spotify. So thank you guys for that. Um, and of course, you can hear us first every Thursday, PureRockRadio.net run by Rich, the patron saint of rock and roll, because he has the patience of a saint to put up with our shit every week. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And every once in a while, like when I'm talking with Rich about show related related stuff, I always make sure how is everything going there 
with all this COVID and all that, and everyone, of course, will be happy to know Rich is doing well. It hasn't really been an issue for him. So once again, my friend, thank you so much. And just kind of, you know, since we're talking about old style 70s music and old demo tapes and all that and going back to the Bay Area and all that, one of the things from that time that I miss it's a lost art, just doesn't happen anymore. But the old tape trading days and the old pen banger days. So dirty. you know, when when we when we would communicate with other metalheads through a snail mail that we found in the back of Metal Forces magazine and then in you know in Metal Maniacs magazine after them, where we would just kind of communicate back and forth good old-fashioned letter, tape trading, live tape trading, all of that good stuff. I wouldn't mind doing that with uh, anyone. Basically, get a hold of us through um, the Facebooks or whatnot. We'll set you up with a um, with an address that you can do the old pen bangers thing with your cool Uncle Snowy. In the meantime, in between time, that's it. This has been a spellbounding. Is that right? Spellbound? Spellbinding? Spell. Hmm. I feel like yeah, spellbound, but, but then spellbinding. Yeah. yeah, it I would have know. to be spellbinding, I guess. You can't spell, spell bondage. How about that? There we are. Spell bondage. <laughs> this, has been, this has been a spell bondage <laughs> of radioactive metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is your bondage master, Aaron. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> off, man. <laughs> so, signing off. Woo! Hey, come out of here and swear we're not too bad. It's just one thing I'd like to do. What I must confess before you move on is we're making up a you. Feel your much more fun and pain.